The streak is dead. Ding dong. The streak is dead. The Memphis Grizzlies found a way to win against the Houston Rockets on Wednesday night. Woohoo! We got a chance to talk about a dub again here on Lockdown Grizzlies. I'm going to try not to be a Debbie Downer while I project out to when this team tries to actually contend for a championship again and how all this productivity from the likes of Gigi Jackson and Vince Williams Jr. could translate. And we'll preview Grizzlies Bucks tonight heading into the All-Star break. Lock in with me on a Thursday edition of Locked On Grizzlies. You are Locked On Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. One game to go until the All-Star break. And one of the beautiful parts of this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies is there is no losing streak to discuss as the Milwaukee Bucks head to town to take on the Memphis Grizzlies. But we get to talk about a win first here on this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies. I am Joe Mullinax, your host for this episode. No to Michael Cole after a game, often busy with his beat writing duties. So it'll either be myself or him individually, such as you know tomorrow's episode. Michael will take you into the weekend on the Friday edition of Lockdown Grizzlies. But it's I flying solo, Joe Mullinax, on this episode, and you'll see my co-host on Friday's show. I'm so glad that you're with me on this edition of the show. Hopefully, DeMichael gets to talk about the good vibes that come with winning just as I get a chance to do so on this episode myself. Like like I said earlier, I'm going to do my best to not be too much of a Debbie Downer uh, regarding reality facing this team moving forward. Let's just... ah, bask in the glow that is a victory for the Memphis Grizzlies. We are proud members of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team each and every day, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Check us out on YouTube, like, comment, rate, review, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts. Apple, Spotify, literally everywhere is where you can find us at Locked On Grizzlies. I know DeMichael appreciates so much how folks have taken to the show, taken to myself and DeMichael's role in building and growing it, and we thank you wherever you are for taking in the program. Hopefully you're an everydayer that checks us out every time there's a new episode of Lockdown Grizzlies. If this is your first time coming around, or if you are somebody who hit or miss, comes around every once in a while, hopefully you'll get a notification bomb every morning and you or whenever you check out the show, and you'll come over and watch or listen to Lockdown Grizzlies. Again, all I can be is me. Right, And I'm going to unapologetically be myself later on in the show, trying to rein in some of the expectations for what the Memphis Grizzlies should expect from the likes of Gigi Jackson, Vince Williams Jr., when this team is actually trying to be good again. Because it's easy to forget that for all the good that Vince and Gigi have shown, it's been in the midst of a nine-game losing streak. But once more, we don't have to discuss that anymore because Memphis defeats the Houston Rockets at home, 121 to 113. And I didn't get a chance to bring this up on yesterday's episode of the show. This was very much a game where it was the stoppable force meeting the movable object. Going into the contest, Memphis was 5-20 and 20 at home at FedEx Forum, and the Houston Rockets were 5-20 and 20 on the road. Houston a much better home team this year than away, and the Grizzlies have been a much better away team this year than at home. So something was going to give in the opposite direction. Right? Somebody was going to pick up a win that they don't normally get home or away. It's nice that it was the Grizzlies. And the Grizzlies started hot. 
right? And, and they were able to kind of nurse that lead all the way to the finish line. Memphis has a 15-point advantage at the end of the first frame, and then the Rockets win the second quarter by six, and then they win the third quarter by six. So they're they're fighting back, they're fighting back, but Memphis, you know, aside from Houston having, I think, maybe a two-point lead at some point in the game, the Grizzlies led for a vast majority of the time that the game was being played, and here we are talking about a Memphis win. And before I, you know, snap back to reality, up there goes gravity, be rabbit style from eight mile. I do want to give some flowers to Gigi Jackson and Vince Williams Jr. Two guys who impacted the game in different ways for Gigi. It was a pretty efficient scoring night, 20 points on 15 shots, three for five from beyond the arc, nine rebounds for Gigi Jackson. I am guilty of forgetting his size. I think he's roughly six foot nine, give or take an inch. And he, I don't know if he's a power forward, but I know he has the capacity to float from perimeter player to uh, front court player pretty seamlessly, at least in the current state of things for the Grizzlies. We'll talk more about later on in the show. His offensive game is fluid. His defense we don't talk about as much because he still gets lost on rotations at times, unable to keep guys in front of him. But he does do a pretty solid job with, you know, what my buddy Parker Fleming can call and other people call it too, I'm sure. You know, defensive events, the stocks. He had three blocks in this game against Houston. Gigi has the capacity to make those eventful, significant types of plays. The basic things within a defensive scheme, that'll come with time. We have to remember, Gigi Jackson is the youngest player in the NBA this season. And if you forgot that truth, you should have seen in the game when Gigi had a cut, something on his hand, and they had to spray it with a disinfectant. He acted like one of my children who touched the stove, not realizing it was hot. And the reaction was very much something that a young person would do when something hurts. Okay, And I guess in theory, any of us could react the way that Gigi did to the disinfectant being placed on the injury. But you catch my drift. Gigi almost every day every time he's on television playing for the Memphis Grizzlies, he shows his youth in some way, shape, or form. And I don't mean that as an insult. It's reality. It's life. He's still a pretty young player. So to have the offensive skill set and bag that he does at this young age, to show the flashes defensively, even if he's not there yet, and we'll talk more about that later in the show, even if he's not there yet, in my opinion, it is wise to continue to play him as a reserve so that whatever defensive shortcomings may come along, they are better negated because he's going against a different type of wing or a different type of small ball four than he would be if he was a starter. So I'm okay with him in his current role, both now and moving forward. And we'll talk more about that. Vince Williams Jr. impacted winning for the Grizzlies in this contest, but in a different way. Vince did not have his shooting touch in this contest. 0 for 4 from beyond the arc, 1 for 6 overall from the field. And yet, Vince Williams Jr. racks up 12 points. How does he do it? Getting to the charity stripe. G.G. Jackson only had two free throws in the contest against Houston. Vince Williams had 12. He had 12 free throws. He was getting to the basket. He was getting to the line, creating contact. Something that, again, I want to stress, and we talked about this recently here on the show, people that followed Vince Williams Jr. at VCU, if you scouted him going into the draft, you didn't think he had this capability. You didn't know that he was going to become a guy who could, at the NBA level, draw contact, be effective, find ways to impact winning beyond being a 3-and-D type of player. Vince Williams Jr. had eight rebounds. Vince Williams Jr. had seven assists 
The starting lineup in this game against Houston was Jaron Jackson Jr., solid game, 18 points on 12 shots, defended well. Struggled with uh, Sangoon at times, but who doesn't? He's a pretty talented big. Jaron Santi Aldama, who continues to struggle, and we'll talk more about him down the road, I'm sure. John Conchar, who shot the ball four times in 20 minutes of play. Huzzah. Good for you, John. Uh, Luke Kennard, who ho-hum, just another four made threes. Very consistent, talented scorer of the basketball from beyond the arc is Luke. And then you've got Vince Williams Jr. Who was the point guard? Conchar's done that a little bit in the past. Kennard's done that a little bit in the past. But if you go by assist numbers, it was Vince Williams Jr. Seven assists leads the team. And I pull up and point out those assist totals because seven of those assists add to the overall 25 for Memphis on 37 total made baskets. For the Rockets, only 17 assists on 38 made baskets. The Grizzlies were moving the ball effectively. They were moving around, playing in transition, playing with pace. It was a fun game to watch. And even as the Rockets climbed back in, because you knew they were going to, they weren't just going to lay down and take it. They were going to fight. Memphis was able to counterpunch and hold on to the lead. So Memphis is 1-9 and nine in their last 10. It's not like this is immediately going to fix any long-term issues the team is currently dealing with between now and April at least. Only a cavalry coming in the form of Desmond Bain and Marcus Smart and Brandon Clark potentially could do something like that. But it was good to see a team that is playing hard, that has a lot of moving pieces that are still new, right? Lamar Stevens, still new to the team. He had a competitive showing, 13 points off the bench in 20 minutes. Jordan Goodwin, fresh with a new 10-day hardship contract, ten uh, he was able to score some points, have an impact in terms of scoring the ball and defending and those sorts of things. You've got Zaire Williams getting back into the fold and getting some important minutes, not necessarily winning minutes, but he was a plus 12 in the game, the best overall plus minus in the contest. So lots of good things to be excited about when it comes to Memphis pulling off that win against Houston. Feels good, especially watching Vince and Gigi succeed. But again, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but the Memphis Grizzlies are indeed 1-9 and in their last 10, and a lot of the work that Vince Williams Jr. and Gigi Jackson are doing is coming for a pretty bad basketball team. So we're going to talk about the sliding scale of trying to project where a Gigi, where a Vince could potentially fit in a rotation next season where a championship is the end game, where a championship is the goal. How does this current level of productivity for those two guys in particular project to a 2024-2025 roster. We'll talk about that next here on Locked On Grizzlies. But first, this episode of Locked On Grizzlies is brought to you by Robin Hood. Did you know that even if you have a 401k for retirement, you could still have an IRA? Robin has the only IRA that gives you a 3% boost on every dollar you contribute when you subscribe to Robin Hood Gold. But get this, now through April 30th, Robin Hood is even boosting every single dollar you transfer in from other retirement accounts with a 3% match. That's right. No cap on the 3% match. Robinhood Gold gets you the most for your retirement thanks to their IRA with a 3% match. This offer is good through April 30th. Get started at Robinhood.com slash boost. Subscription fees apply. And now for some legal info. Claim as of quarter one, 2024, validated by Radius Global Market Research. Investing involves risk, including loss. Limitations apply to IRAs and 401ks. 
3% match requires Robinhood Gold for one year from the date of first 3% match. Must keep Robinhood IRA for five years. The 3% matching on transfers is subject to specific terms and conditions. Robinhood IRA available to U.S. customers in good standing. Robinhood Financial LLE member SIPC is a registered broker dealer. When we come back here on Locked on Grizzlies, we are talking reality with Gigi Jackson, Vince Williams Jr. I'm not going to be that negative. I just think I'm going to be real. We'll talk about it next. Stick with us. Welcome back to Locked on Grizzlies. I am Joe Mullinax, flying solo on this episode. No to Michael Cole, my wonderful co-host of the commercial appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee. But don't worry, dear listener, dear viewer, you'll get to hang out with Michael on the Friday episode of the show. I'll be taking that episode off. He'll be with you solo talking Grizzlies bucks on national television. And I'll I'll preview that game with you next here on Lockdown Grizzlies. But I want to get to what I alluded to earlier when I was talking about Memphis knocking off Houston. And it, I have a reputation. If you followed me on X at Joe Molinax, if you followed my career, whether it was writing at Grizzly Bear Blues or fan-sided SB Nation, Bluff City Media, whatever the case might be, I have a reputation for being a bit of a rabble rouser, okay, uh, a bit of a contrarian. And that's not always fair, all right? I want to stress that. I am not somebody that says things off the cuff just to piss people off. That's not me. I can't help that my brain works differently than a vast variety of Memphis Grizzlies fans. But watching the reaction to players like Gigi Jackson, Vince Williams Jr., having the kind of success they're having. We talked about Vince Williams Jr. being a sub for the Rising Stars game, an injury substitution. That's phenomenal. For him to go from a two-way contract to being in the Rising Stars Challenge, it's a heck of a story. And G.G. Jackson, from a two-way contract to a full NBA contract, the youngest player in NBA history, supplanting Kobe Bryant. Anytime you're breaking a record that Kobe's involved in, chances are it's a pretty good record to break in terms of you know being young and impactful in the NBA. So those two guys, in my mind, as I watch this team and project to when they're trying to be good again, those two guys are very much in the mix for rotation spots next year. But in my interactions on X and talking with other people, I've started to hear and see people talking about Vince Williams Jr. supplanting Marcus Smart as a starter in the starting lineup because of the skill set that he brings. I've started to see people talking about Gigi Jackson maybe being a starter. Can he be a starting three on this team? And my response to that is pretty simple. Right now, absolutely. Gigi Jackson could be a starting three on this team. He could be a starting four. Santi Aldama's numbers aren't great. What are we talking about? If you really want to throw Gigi Jackson out there in a lost season, see what he can do as a starter, as a stretch four next to Jaron, have at it. You're not going to get any complaints from me. And goodness knows that I'm not going to argue for John Conchar. So if you want to slide him into the three and put Conchar back on the reserve uh, bench list where he belongs, in my opinion, sign me up. I'm with you, but you have to remember that eventually it's going to be like Avengers Endgame, and Cap is going to have uh, Cap is going to have the Falcon on his left, right? The cavalry will eventually arrive, and when you have John Morant, when you have Desmond Bain, when you have Marcus Smart, even with the concern of a three guard lineup, it is hard for me after watching that marvelous run when they were all out there together to simply push Marcus Smart off to the side and say he's a reserve. I can't do it. Marcus Smart has a resume. 
Marcus Smart has been a competitor in terms of winning basketball. And I don't want to rain on the parade of Gigi and Vince, but they're putting up numbers and doing things on a team that's really bad right now, among the worst in the NBA. So they're putting up numbers on a bad team. Can they do something in terms of contributing to winning? I just gave you reasons earlier in the show that they contributed to the win against Houston. Gigi Jackson as a bench scorer, as a potential sixth man of the year candidate going into next season, I could be bought into that hype. You want to get me fired up and and ready to discuss that? I think I'm with you because he has that kind of talent. But to put him in a starting position alongside or in place of a Marcus Smart, I don't see it. The current roster in terms of center position is not sustainable. They have to do something to address that. I don't think Jaron is going to start at the five. Do I think Jaron's going to play at the five more? Probably. But they need another big. So that's either via the draft or in free agency, they're going to address that need. And again, it could be a trade as well. I struggle with watching what Marcus Smart did, not just in Memphis, but during his time in Boston. Oh, but Joe, they had Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. I get it. But it was still Marcus Smart making plays. It was still Marcus Smart hitting shots. It was still Marcus Smart providing that winning energy and spark and tenacity that this team needs so desperately that that is why he was traded for in the first place. Vince Williams Jr., maybe he has that. We just haven't seen it yet, and we're certainly not going to see it this season. Gigi Jackson might have that. But again, how many super young players are extreme contributors to a championship contending team? Matt Hardlicka, an old friend of mine, over on his Patreon, wrote about that. Doesn't happen that often. It can. But is Gigi Jackson really going to be a 30-minute-per-game guy on this roster when it's full tilt? I don't think so. Now, does the exposure and advancement of a Vince Williams Jr. or Gigi Jackson make Santi Aldama more expensive? Probably. Expendable? Probably. If you think Gigi could be a stretch four. Does it allow for them to explore salary matching things with John Conchar? I think so. Because they don't need to lean on that guy anymore. And they certainly, if Zaire Williams and Jake LaRavia can somehow recoup some of the value that they've lost, those guys are expendable now too because Vince and Gigi are there. They're part of the core. And I think that they've earned the chance to be in a championship caliber rotation. But they're not starters on a championship team, at least not right now. And again, we're talking about a championship team that's not a championship team right now. Can Vince develop over the next six months and perhaps supplant to Gigi? Yeah, I guess. But we have to remember that this season is lost, but this title window is not lost. And the guys that make it a title window are not currently playing basketball for the Memphis Grizzlies. So when Clark and Bain and Morant and Smart, when all these guys are back in the fold, and you know that Jaron's going to keep playing, where are the minutes coming from for these guys? And where is the role? You ask Vince Williams Jr. to do less. You ask Gigi Jackson to do less. And in that sliding scale, are they able to continue their efficiency scoring? Are they able to continue to be facilitators of offense and creators for themselves and others? Are they able to keep maturing within the schemes that Taylor Jenkins and his staff have set? So far, so good in terms of the sample size that we have on that front. But we have to keep 
the picture in mind. Got to keep the macro, 40,000-foot view. This team's bad right now. They're putting up numbers on a bad team. But the winning types of plays that they have made, the specific niche role, this team's needed a bench score forever. Can Gigi Jackson be that guy? Vince Williams Jr. as a spark off the bench. Sign me up. Somebody that can continue that potential chaos and energy that Marcus Smart brings. They kind of look like the same guy to me at times. There's a role for those guys moving forward, but I just want us to take us a deep breath, to take a deep breath and allow for them to organically come to that place. Because if we force upon them the idea of what we think they could be beyond what they're prepared for, a lot of the progress they've made to this point could potentially be lost. And I know you don't want that, and I certainly don't want it either. Coming up next here on Lockdown Grizzlies, we're going to preview the final game for Memphis before the All-Star break against the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis and Dame time coming to FedEx form. Going to be a lot of fun to discuss. We'll do that next here on Lockdown Grizzlies. But first, remember that Lockdown has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. And now it's also available on Amazon Fire TV and the free Fire TV channels app. Lockdown Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows, covering every league for Locked On Sports Today, now available on the Fire TV channels app. Make sure you're checking it out ASAP. This episode of Locked On Grizzlies is brought to you by the good folks over at Hungry Root. I'm a big fan of Hungry Root, and I'm sure you are as well. Hungry Root helps make grocery shopping and meal planning Very simple, especially when specific dietary needs are involved. It can be challenging, but thankfully with Hungry Root, they take a lot of the legwork out of things. The days are getting longer. There might be a bit more daylight. You might still feel like there's not enough time in the day. Again, let Hungry Root do the work for your day-to-day life for you. You take a short quiz. Hungry Root knows your personal health goals, and they'll build a personalized cart for all your grocery needs for the week and give you delicious recipe recommendations to put those groceries to good use. Everything from Hungry Root follows a simple standard. It's got to taste good. It's got to be quick to make and contain whole trusted ingredients. You can save hours planning, shopping, and cooking. Hungry Hungry Root will deliver food that you'll love. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Locked On NBA Grizzlies listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash LockedOn to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash LockedOn. Don't forget to use our link so they know that we sent you. When we come back here on LockedOn Grizzlies, we are closing out this episode of the show talking about the Bucks and uh, their time in Memphis for the All-Star break. Stick with us. Welcome back to Lockdown Grizzlies. I am Joe Molinax once again. Flying solo on this episode, flying solo for the final time before the All-Star break. DeMichael on our Friday edition of the show will be with you talking Grizzlies Bucks, talking the Rising Stars Challenge. Again, what a crazy week for Vince Williams Jr., right? Monday game, Wednesday game, Thursday game tonight, and then the Rising Stars Challenge tomorrow night. Pretty wild for him, to say the least. But I'm sure he's excited for the opportunity to represent Memphis again, to be the only Memphis representative at the All-Star Weekend festivities. That's also pretty wild in and of itself. So congratulations to Vince. I'm sure to Michael. We'll talk about that as well as tonight's game on in a review fashion on the Friday edition of the show. 
Damian Lillard, Giannis Antetokounmpo, they are coming to Memphis. They're probably already there, and they are bringing with them a Bucks team that's one of the most interesting ones in the NBA, right? They fire their coach, who had a good enough record to be the Eastern Conference coaching representative in the All-Star game. New coach Doc Rivers has to give him his bonus money, the All-Star ring. I didn't even know they had All-Star rings. Apparently they do. And it's so strange. Because on one hand, if you watch the Bucs play, the, the firing of their coach was not that surprising, right? Because Milwaukee looked kind of out of sorts under Adrian Griffin, their coach, before they let go of him and brought in Doc Rivers. It was almost like they were winning in spite of the coach at times. And as weird as that is to say, when you have a talent like Giannis, when you have made a major trade for a guy like Damian Lillard, you still have Chris Middleton, although he's out due to injury right now but you still have Middleton in the fold. You, you have the ability and the talent where you have to kind of look around and say, oh, man, like we, we, we got to fix this because we need to make a run in the playoffs. It's not just about regular season success. I get that. But at the same time, how much power does one player, two players, one impatient front office have to make a move on from a coach that was having success and you bring in somebody like Doc Rivers, who, of course, probably a Hall of Fame coach in his own right, but he especially recently has had numerous shortcomings in the postseason of his own that eventually led to him being shipped out of Philadelphia. It's a tough question to ask. All I know is I'd love to have Giannis on my team, and Memphis kind of does, right? In the past, I've said it, and others have certainly said it. Jaron Jackson Jr. has the frame. He has the skill set. He could be like a bizarro Giannis at times, a Giannis very light. And I really look forward to going into this game anytime those two guys share the floor, right? Anytime they can make it seem like a Spider-Man meme where Jaron shows that he is in that same realm. Again, I don't want to say he's better than Giannis because obviously he's not. But he's in the same universe in terms of his frame and the way that he can move and impact basketball games on both the offensive and defensive end. So whenever they're out there together, I really enjoy watching it. I like the idea of having a guy like Vince Williams Jr. try to stick Damian Lillard because Vince has so much uh, versatility defensively. Again, if we're talking about Vince Williams Jr. potentially being a contributor on this team when the time comes to compete for a championship again, that's where he's going to earn his keep as somebody who's a really strong defender and able to play minutes against guys like Lillard and other perimeter guards. Maybe not Lillard as much because he is a true point. But on the perimeter, seeing him move, being able to create those deflections, create those defensive events, putting his hands in places in terms of deflecting balls and really prioritizing the defensive side of things. Vince has been a tremendous facilitator. I want to keep seeing that, of course. But where is it going to be eight months from now when the team's playing with Jaw and Clark and Bain and Smart all together on the floor again? It's going to be in that sort of realm. Same thing with Gigi Jackson. His offensive scoring, impressive. His ability to create off the dribble, pull up jumpers, solid already for such a young player. Where he fits defensively is what I'm going to keep an eye on. Because, again, if he could be that six-man scorer, if he could be that guy that comes off the bench and provides that pop of energy and offensive explosion, that would be tremendous for this team. They've needed that forever. Can he find ways to maximize that offensive efficiency by being a better team defender, not just an individual event defender, a team defender. 
That's stuff that I'm looking for. And I'm also looking for second night of a back-to-back going into the All-Star break. How does Taylor Jenkins treat the rotations? Will Scottie Pippen Jr. get back out there? He didn't play against the Rockets. Will we see more Zaire Williams? Will Derrick Rose get the night off after playing against the Houston Rockets? Maybe Rose won't play, but Scottie Pippen Jr. will. How will Memphis approach the second night of a back-to-back going into the All-Star break? Because, again, on one hand, most of them, except for Vince Williams Jr., are about to have a week-long break. On the other hand, do you prioritize if Jaron comes in banged up, if you have a concern about miles and minutes, do you pull back a little bit? How Taylor Jenkins addresses that against the Milwaukee Bucks team, that's better than the Houston Rockets. DeMichael and I talked about how Houston – kind of spiraling in their own way. And that's certainly continued coming out of their loss to Memphis. It's not like the Rockets are the same team that they were three months ago when folks saw them as a potential playoff threat. They're very clearly not. The Milwaukee Bucks are a threat, right? They're a threat to be one of the best teams in the NBA, a threat to the Boston Celtics for the NBA Finals ticket from the Eastern Conference. This game may get out of hand. And if it does... How does Jenkins respond? Who gets those minutes? Does he punt to the all-star break? Does he allow for them to try to fight back in it? The management of a unique back-to-back going into the all-star break of this roster. I'm curious to see that as well. Obviously, you'll continue to see Lamar Stevens and others. How does all of it fit around the likes of Jaron and Vince Williams Jr.? That's what I want to keep an eye on as well. So lots of fun things to watch. Obviously, it's the last game before the break. You want to check it out. It's a national televised game on TNT. Make sure that you're watching it there and make sure you're coming back to Locked On Grizzlies on Friday for DeMichael's episode where he talks about that game, previews the Rising Stars Challenge, and so much more as we close out the week here on Locked On Grizzlies. Thank you so much for being with me on this episode of Locked On Grizzlies. Hopefully I didn't make you too mad. If you're mad at me, let me know in the comments. Tell me how dumb I am. I interact every once in a while. We can have a good conversation. Hopefully you're respectful and you won't be too mean to me. Uh, But let's chat. Let's talk. Hit me up. Let me know what you think of the show. Let me know how you felt about my take there in the middle about, you know, being realistic about what Gigi invents, that sliding scale of competitiveness. Um, happy to chat about those things. And maybe DeMichael can give some of his feedback on that as well on the Friday edition of the show. Like, comment, rate, review, subscribe, wherever you get your podcast. Check us out on YouTube. Smash the subscribe button there as well. Apple, Spotify, it's all good. Continue to make Lockdown Grizzlies a part of your NBA and Memphis Grizzlies content consumption, as we will continue to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, each and every day. Thank you again. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. Looking forward to being back next week, talking All-Star Game, All-Star Weekend, looking ahead to a restful week for Memphis, hopefully. DeMichael will take you through to the end of our Friday edition of the show. I'm Joe Molinax. Stay locked in, Grizzlies fans. Enjoy Grizzlies Bucks. We'll catch you next time on Locked On Grizzlies.